Welcome back to TBI Talks Tech. I'm Eric Hill, sales trainer with TBI, and along with me as always is Dave Polakowski, operations trainer here at TBI. And once again, we have two very special guests on the podcast today. First and foremost, as uh, one of the other 5,000 Daves, I think, that work at TBI, uh, we have quite a few, uh, but he is also the <laughs> Director of Artificial and Business Intelligence at TBI. It is David Cullum. Cullum, how's it going? Hey, yo. Living the dream, man. How you doing? Doing good. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. And uh, also joining yeah, us to today. Be here. Yeah. Oh, fi- finally having you on. Yeah, it's great to great to finally get you. And also joining us today, rocking his finest Cubs hat, is uh, our regional vice president of sales in the central region. He's been at TBI for as long as I can remember. It is Marco Sanchez. Marco, thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, glad to be here. Thanks for having me. And uh, I'll say this, you know, leading up with uh, David Cullum and that incredible title that he has, mine just sounds way more subpar than his. Um, and I'm totally that. <laughs> David is the cool one, and I'm just here to to talk about the stuff. So, well, but you thank certainly you for got one. Me. Yeah, no problem. Well, Cullum, you got one of the longer titles, so uh, that's something there, I guess. Uh, all yeah, right, you should, so you should see the deer in headlights every time I, you know, that people go, well, what do you do? And I give them my title and they just stare at me. Oh and yeah! I'm like, okay, let me break like, this what, down into. What was the first word? For yeah. You. <laughs> yeah, the key word yeah. is that his title has the word intelligence in it. Okay. And oh, that's where you, that's that's the that's, move. that's, the that's, key, that's yeah. where you get it. Gotcha. Uh, all right, well, Colm, since you're so intelligent, as we can all tell, uh, what we're here to talk about is uh, TBI on demand, right? So. Um, I mean, let's just start off with, um, you know, something that I think that we all want to promote um, across, you know, internally and externally is, you know, some of the underutilized features that are uh, part of the program. So can you walk us through a couple of those? Yeah. So uh, the vision behind TBI On Demand um, has really been that, you know, partners previously had so many different portals to go into, so many passwords to remember you know, all of those different things. It's easy to, you know, forget what tools you have in front of you because you can't remember what password to get into it. Uh, We folded it all into one application. Um, That one application has single sign-on into the other applications. And um, along with that, it's also available on mobile and desktop through the web or its own little app on your computer. A lot of people don't necessarily know that little web app, like if you're in your toolbar. Uh, you'll see a little puzzle piece in Google Chrome. You can click on that, and it downloads actually like a TBI on-demand app as if it's a standalone application. So you can have a little piece of TBI on-demand uh, uh, right in there. But, I mean, it does uh, a number of things other than just single sign-on in. The most popular, obviously, is serviceability, you know, serviceability in lit buildings. Um, you know, a lot of people don't know that we hit about seven, uh, seven to eight different sources and we keep adding more sources in there. And so what we do is we aggregate all of those sources together and then we show it to you in, in one format, allowing for even multiple sites so that you can just look like you're looking at a spreadsheet and see you know, uh, who's available at what locations and how you can do it. Um, one of the pieces that Eric was mentioning just before, um, just before we started was you know, we had some decisions to make um, while we were doing that. And one of the decisions we had to make was, do we show providers that we don't have an agreement with? You know, And uh, me and Adam Knutson talked about this a number of times. And our conclusion was is that you, know, you have to step back and take a look at it from your partner's perspective. Um, if I was a partner, what would I want? 
And if I was a partner, what I would want is even if you don't have an agreement with them, I'd like to be able to see them because then I know that they're there and I can serve my customer best. And so with those six, uh, between six and eight sources, we do show even ones that we don't have agreements with. We mark them as such. And one of the latest little pushes that we did was filtering so you can filter those out. So um, that's one of the things I could probably talk for hours about, you know, what it has to offer because you've been in it so long. But, you know, that's one of the that's one of the big things that I think uh, doesn't uh, doesn't get uh, noticed a whole lot. And the other one I'll mention is a lot of the white labeling, like being able to pull your proposals out, white label as if TBI doesn't exist. You know, a, a lot of partners, you know, or a lot of customers, end customers don't know that we exist, and that's totally fine. That's the role that we play. Uh, so we want you to be able to export your serviceability results in a pretty PDF that you can present to your customers or even your proposals presenting to the customers where you don't see the TBI on, de- you know, TBI or TBI on demand was involved in this at all. So. Thanks for that, Colm. And I think I think even just taking a step back from the the X's and O's of some of the more underutilized features, like over the last year and a half, call it. I think unpredictability, uncertainty has been a theme, not just in the channel, but across technology and across all business sectors. Right. So on demand, we we really want it to be an ecosystem, the hub for all things TBI. For our agents, and that's why you've done some of those integrations and single sign-ons. You're making more information available. But from your side, Marco, and and what you've seen on the sales side of it, I know a lot of partners I talked to throughout the course of 2020. It was like you know the goal was to buckle down. You know, what do we do well? Let's keep the customers we have, and you you, you kind of strove for for more basic outcomes to a certain extent sometimes. What what do you see coming in in 2022 as far as partner strategy? And, you know, is that going to open up a bit? And, you know, we're going to accelerate back to uh, pre-pandemic levels as far as like strategic initiatives and where people are willing to invest? Or do you think that it'll it'll still be... you know, button down the hatches mode? No, absolutely not. A great question, by the way. But yeah, yeah, I don't, you know, I think that uh, for lack of better way to put it, the entire world is um, ready to to continually open back up more and more um, and figure out how do we navigate in this new world. So the the real answer is yes and no. Um, I don't think we're ever going to go to the point where it's called bury the, you know, buckle down the hatches, so to speak, and let's lock it all in. Uh, but you're going to see increasingly hybrid, 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 hybrid across the board, right? People working remote, people working out of the office, uh, whether it's a couple days a week. And really, at the end of the day, um, employees kind of working at their um, you know, own pace, so to speak, or you know, the way they want to work, right? And so that presents new challenges for IT. And so it's going to get more strategic. Right? And I challenge the entire partner community to really to rethink how may they be approaching their customers as we do go into 2022 because uh, budgets will be opening back up even more. Uh, more will be spent on things like cybersecurity. Uh, 5G is going to take shape, which is going to present even more opportunities in the IoT space, which then also presents more challenges uh, or opportunities, I should say, with cybersecurity. And what I see as an evolution in regards to customer experience as a service, right? The kind of, uh, you know, convergence between CPaaS, contact center, UCAS, and 
you know, I know, in, and I know Mr. Colum here is chomping at the bit as well, and how AI and BI is going to feed in all of that, right? And how do we take our communications platforms across our entire ecosystem as a company um, and get more out of our customer engagements, get more out of our relationships uh, with suppliers potentially, uh, and make sure that we're enabling our employees to be successful at delivering uh, good outcomes for the customer by enabling them with the right tools at their disposal. Um, and a big part of what the future is and why we're having this conversation today, and, and we'll talk more about that, is the data capabilities that come in with that um, to help present new um, you know, new awareness to the business that maybe they weren't aware of before and giving them um, access to data that can help them pivot to make you know smart business decisions, right? And again, everything around everything that I just said is all gonna come down to cybersecurity. Um, so, you know, partners are increasingly investing more in those discussions and how that relates to all the various technology, um, you know, silos within a company that uh, it touches. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we all we all know the the big boys out there, the the metas of the world are pursuing analytics aggressively as a strategy, right? And and we want partners to do the same thing, pursue analytics as a strategy. And analytics, I think, can be tough. You know, there's a lot of promise there, but when it comes to to corporate data, how you're filtering that, viewing that data, you know, it, it can be tough to start, you know, and a lot of companies, I think partners included struggle to build that. And Colm, can you comment for us on, on what we have available to partners today as far as, as analytical detail into their phone? Yeah, they've got, um, they've got a ton. Sometimes I even think it's, it's too much, right? Uh, because you know, there, there's really a lot there. Um, one of the things that we offer inside of on demand is, um, is an, embedded form of Domo, our business intelligence platform that we use, right? And uh, you can see a couple of things in there. One is analysis of your uh, commissions, right? If you want commissions variance and clear, you know, clear determination of what's happening, where these variances were, and, you know, visualization of what customer even it was, and so that you can go and you can ask questions. It's a slimmed down version of what our own commissions team uses. They have a really intense dashboard they use to be able to track these different commission pieces, uh, isolate issues as they come along, and be able to submit those disputes. So most of the time when our partners see those, we've already submitted a dispute in regards to it, uh, but then they can also go back and they can ask a number of questions. Um, but the one that I have the most fun with um, is the customer insights uh, reporting, right? and. What we do here is we take a look at uh, whether it's closing ratios um, on each partner's level, right? This is something I look at or our team looks at at the holistic level. But then uh, when you log in as a partner, you go ahead and you see only for your own partnership and the sales that you've had. And then we categorize the things into the different industries, looking at close ratios by industries. And you can begin to look at the products and the product, we call them product families, so the categories of those products, right? And as you go ahead and you dive deep into it, it's just like, you know, way back when, when I was tracking sales on my own, you try to determine what is happening, right? What, what is happening? Where am I selling better to? Uh, we even have a geography map to show you kind of a, a heat map of what, you know, states or, or counties you're selling into. And the example I always give is like one of the first things that I found when we were in there and doing this at a company level was I started, you know, the, started out with a question, right? The question is, you know, who was adopting UCAS faster? And this was pre-pandemic, uh, everything, right? 
And so what you have to do is you start with a question and you start investigating that question. And I started looking in the, the industries I expected to adopt it. Um, didn't seem, I mean, it seemed like they were adopting it, but no faster than the other. And all of a sudden I got into like hospitals and, and uh, hospitals and institutions or something, hospitals and doctor's offices. And I was like, okay. And I noticed that they had some significant spikes in the adoption of UCAS or the purchase of UCAS. And I was curious on why. So this was in the, like the, the beta version of, of this reporting. And I go to the golf event. I don't know if you guys remember that, you know, before the pandemic, we used to have that golf event, mm-hmm. right? And I go out with a couple of partners and I, I asked a couple of them just randomly, not, they weren't expecting why I was asking. I was asking them, well, who adopts uh, UCAS faster? Or I think I may have been more specific and said, hey, how fast does, how fast does the healthcare industry adopt, you know, new technologies? And the older partners that were not selling UCAS told me that they're one of the last people to change, right? But then I ended up in a small golf group, and the one guy was specifically um, targeting UCAS, and he said, no, you're right, they are. And the reason they are is there's a specific database that they have to maintain on their own in their own little data center uh, if they're not on the UCAS platform. Once they shift to the UCAS platform, that cost goes away because it's now on the the UCAS provider to provide that. And so those are the things that we're looking for. We're looking to see those spikes, why are they happening, and then validating why they're happening so we can go out to our our partners and begin talking to them about it. And then, you know, we even have the ability to pull up which customers would be a good fit in that scenario, you know, things like that. So... Mm-hmm. That is all at the partner's fingertips inside of uh, TBI On Demand today. I sold mulligans at those golf events. That was like my favorite thing to do ever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, think when, I think one year I sold like $1,000 worth of, of mulligans for charity. Did you uh, get a cut? <laughs> no, no. And it'd be awful if I did. I'm a sales guy at heart, but I'm not, uh, yeah. I'm not cold-hearted. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> uh, Colm, talk to us just really quickly, too, about some of what we're passing through to the partner or what we will be passing through to the partner soon analytically when it comes to likelihood to buy next gen? So in the last uh, two years, we've done a big push in the data science realm. Um, Before I go any further, let me be clear. I may lead the team that does custom software development and that does uh, data science, right? Um, I am the luckiest guy in the world. I have the, the best team right and these guys are way smarter than i am and it is such a it's it's amazing to have a group like that that you can trust and that you can bounce ideas off of and be able to say this is what i think but i need to understand what you think because i'm not always right okay now we put this data science program together and we said well we would really like to get into this machine learning uh the ai all of that stuff let's take a look at it and we have the perfect person on staff um, Alejandro has a, a master's in data science, so he, it's right up his alley. And so we started looking at a couple of things. Or, you know, again, you start with questions. Maybe we started with five questions. But the ones that we ended up um, uh, leading with were, number one, the uh, ability for, you know, the ability for a customer to sell in general. And then the other one was um, the probability of a customer being a UCAS, a good fit for uh, UCAS or an emerging market technology. Let's just put it that way, right? And so what you're able to do in these models is you you have all of this data from your uh, CRM, ERP systems, your marketing systems, uh, events data, all sorts of stuff, right? 
and say you have you start with 300 different columns of information you already know based on what you have in those systems who actually bought it right and so you take these different models these machine learning models and you begin to take columns in and out and then you begin to look at that that probability right um, where where is your accuracy score okay so what you're looking for is to get that accuracy score depending on which algorithm you use and then also depending on what columns of information you use how high can you get that accuracy score once you get into the 90s you have a pretty clear indication that that algorithm and those columns those data points are what matter and for you to be able to predict this right so once you have that information and we have that information then we run this and we say okay what customers do you mr partner have in your pipeline that would be a good fit for UCAS based on this algorithm and then we give you a percentage and so we also give you a filter inside of that section that tells you if they have been quoted UCAS or an emerging market technology either so you're looking at ones that are in your pipeline and if they're a good fit for it. And you can also look at if they're a really good fit for it based on sales history, but you haven't quoted it. So it gives them an opportunity to say, oh, maybe I should give them a call and maybe I'll ask them about that and see, you know, where put the feelers out for that and see where, where we're at with that. The other ones when we get into those prediction models is more along the lines of like as we're recruiting more partners or you know what I'm saying we we do that same model with things like you know partner lead lists you know which can be done the same in terms of customer lead lists and, and things with our partners right as they're trying to prospect you know we've tried to take a, a large focus on how can we help sales uh, the channel management group to determine where they should spend their time mm -hmm. right uh, if you get a lead list that has a thousand you know a thousand records on it which ones do you call first you know, uh, well, now we can do that and say, look, if you have a limited amount of time um, out of that 1,000, these 100 fit the bill in being uh, the most productive partners that we have and that sell the fastest once they get onboarded. Mm -hmm. Right. So those are the types of things that, that we're pushing out. And I know like partners are super into this stuff. They always are, are very appreciative of it. Right. But you, you have to take it from column the brain to Marco the mouth and kind of translate it to like, how, how are we actually going to have the rubber meet the road? Marco, with some of like the, the changes we've had to channel management personnel and sales leadership, some of these great iterations that Cullum and his team have made within the application, how is that going to change the way that we're doing business with partners in 2022? Yeah. Um, so you you know, first, I always challenge partners by, you know, what do you want to accomplish, right, in a given amount of time? And let's start with the end in mind, right? Where are you at? Where do you want to go? All right, then how can we provide you with specific, you know, what data points do you want to focus on to help get you there, right? And so, you know, being able to provide, you know, our partners with a, f like, a ridiculous amount of data, actually, in a good way, of different areas of where their, what their book looks like, you know, Customers that, of, of verticals that they've sold into, how many in each one of those verticals, uh, what products or solutions that they have sold, and then breaking it down by a vertical standpoint. Uh, what providers and suppliers have they sold, right? And what does all of that look like uh, from a percentage of revenue standpoint? Uh, but to Dave's point, you know, and I'll, I'll say this, we've been working on this for eight plus years, you know, once we started uh, with NetSuite back in 2013. 
right? So we had this not this is not something necessarily new. This has been a work in progress for years, um, and we're finally at the point where it's ready and actionable to get out to the partner community for them to digest. Um, and we do that in TBI on demand because it's more di it, the reporting capabilities is much cleaner and much easier to view, um, and partners can customize it based upon what they want to view, which is really really exciting. And where the future is with that artificial intelligence, it's going to come down to hey. Mr. Mr. Mrs. Partner, you have customers in the healthcare space. They typically, when they buy X, Y, Z, they also buy A, B, and C, right? And now you actually have data to back it up based on the entire partner ecosystem within that realm, and you can actually take action on it and be factually accurate, right? And help you drive those sales, or at least give you a reason to have an engagement, because we can never underestimate an opportunity to engage our customers and what that can that what that can uh, transpire to be. What I will also add, though, is a huge piece component within TBI on demand as well, uh, reporting capabilities, is the finance piece, right? And amen and kudos to the entire TBI finance group. They do an incredible job uh, to help ensure that our partners are getting paid, getting paid on time, getting paid accurately, or going to war for our partners to ensure that we get the money that they so uh, have earned and deserve, right, on those sales. But within TBI on demand, you get very, very easy, digestible, commissionable uh, commission reports, uh, variance reports, understanding what it looked like from last month to this month, where is there some gaps, why are there the, some gaps, what does your finance book of business look like from a percentage of revenue coming from key suppliers, key customers, and or key solutions. So there's a lot of detail as well that I know your finance people will be chomping at the bit at to just view on a monthly or quarterly basis to make sure that everything's up to snuff, but you have that in real-time access 24-7, 365. Right? And so this stuff is incredibly important for our partners. And I know this because we've asked our partners, what more would you like to see? And this has been a resounding one over the last couple of years of partners' uh, feedback, You know, wanting to get more data so that I could take action to drive my business to different outcomes and give me better access to what my finances look like because the tools that I'm using with other technology service distributors today um, isn't really cutting it at this time. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's. Uh... It, it's kind of funny that you bring up, yeah, it really has been eight years in the making, you know, like if you look back to when we first implemented NetSuite to what we can do now with these analytics, I mean, I think you both agree it's 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 amazing, really. Um, and, um, you know, I would just, I guess, um, you know, challenge our partners to like take advantage of that, right? I mean, that's obviously the... Uh, the, the message here. So, um, I mean, guys, we could talk about this all day. Uh, call them. I know you definitely could. Uh, but let's, uh, let's, uh, just kind of wrap it up with, uh, I'll ask you, I guess, uh, call them. What is, I guess, coming up in the near future that we can expect with TBI and demand? Cause it's always kind of evolving and whatnot. So, yeah, for sure. I mean, the, the one thing that I'm really excited about is really the revamp of the sales funnel piece, um, making it a lot more, I don't know, user-friendly, I guess. And I know that just saying that without having context or not or seeing it really isn't much, but taking a user interface from a relatively basic interface to something that's, you know, that that's really pops uh, is exciting. Um, we're also going to be putting some of those uh, probabilities right there in that um, in that section when you click into the details so that the partners right away will be able to see like okay this customer is in this industry and this is their probability you know to um, to be a good fit for an emerging market tech and stuff like that um, the other piece too although it's not new uh, it is something I like to mention all the time which is that there are API's on the back end of TBI on demand also right 
um, you know, my goal isn't just to have like a, a platform, right? Although this is a really nice platform, um, I my goal is to be efficient, right? So there's been a lot of swivel chairing in the telecom industry for a number of years. Um, we're trying to eliminate that swivel chairing. So uh, TBI On Demand has the APIs on the back end. If you are using something like Salesforce or you're using a homegrown system and your guys are keying in an opportunity into your system, let's integrate those two so the second you, you put it in your system, it syncs over to ours and nobody has to swivel chair, right? Only one person doing that. You know, if it has the capability, we can also, you know, send the information into yours, right? Uh, so it can kind of go both ways. It's very flexible. Uh, TBI On Demand is really flexible in terms of ingesting data and also being able to give it back, right, with, with the correct authentication methods and safeties there, right? So uh, those are the things I'm most excited about. I've got a handful of partners in, in the hoppers. We're working through this, um, including uh, doing an integration uh, with MasterStream, right? So if any of our partners are using MasterStream, uh, being able to do that connection, and so if they're using it, it just syncs right over to us and our support department will get uh, everything that's there. Yeah, and, and if I could add just, you know, uh, you know, help on that closing argument there a little bit here is that, you know, speed is the key, right? And that's the goal for, our, I think, our entire partner community is, you know, we want things done, we want things done fast and or, I just want to be able to do stuff myself, right? Like, I love my channel manager. I love the TBI family. But if I want to just go into the tool real quick and just, you know, check my commissions, I want to be able to do that. If I want to just see where my orders are at, I want to be able to do that, right? I want to see what's serviceable, right? And, it's, and, and to Dave's point, having those APIs in the back end to make sure that everything is connected within our system so that we do uh, ensure that we're not going to miss a payment, everything is tagged properly to you as a partner so that your deal reg accurately, et cetera, that's really, really key, you know? And TBI on demand is so powerful because it's the hub for everything, right? So we got Cable Finder in there. So if you're familiar with Cable Finder, being able to quote and order cable contracts for some of the top players in that space, that's an API integration within our tools, and we're the only technology service distributor that that does that today. So you don't have, as, as a partner, have to take an extra step to send an email saying, hey, I did this order, or hey, I had this quote, right? We already know, have that notated within our systems. If you want to get into Partner IQ, you do that through TBI and Demand, and that is our hub for all things supplier-related, marketing collateral, sales collateral, uh, who's your channel manager? What does their map look like? Any promos and spiffs? All of that is within TBI On Demand, as well as plugins into our partner marketing center uh, and TBI University from an education standpoint. All right, so everything is housed within TBI On Demand, but you can't overlook the importance of those analytics and those data reports because uh, it's a really a game changer in regards to helping you grow your business and showing you where maybe you need to pivot or continue to do uh, to continue to grow your business as a partner. Absolutely. Well, you heard it here, folks. The analytics, it's all about the analytics. So, all right, Marco, thank you for joining us. Fellow Dave, David Cullum, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Hopefully, we'll have you guys back soon. Um, so, for Eric Hills, I am Dave Polakowski. This has been TBI Talks Tech. We will catch you next time.